This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Laugh it up, fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Here goes the last DJ. Wash my hands of this weirdness. Another brand new episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Tuesday, January 12th. We are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Tony Sanfilippo. Tony, sadly, it is your last day here in studio, here in Nevada. We will miss you here live and and in person, but uh, don't fret, obviously. Uh, You'll be back in your uh, man cave back in uh, Fort Collins, uh, soon enough but uh, it's been a lot of fun having you here oh thanks buddy it has been great to be here it always goes by so dang fast and uh, anyone that's watching if i didn't get to see you while i was out here i apologize it uh becomes like a uh media tour right it's a non-stop uh (laughs) commitment after commitment and and they're all great so i don't want to make that sound bad it just is is there's so many people out here and it's wonderful it's great for me it makes uh, makes me happy on the insides i get the warm fuzzies on the inside <laughs> the woman fuzzies woman fuzzies in my tum tum <laughs> well it's awesome you know anytime that you're out here and hopefully you know maybe it'll be permanent one day but one day. Uh, we could keep our fingers crossed in the meantime let's go ahead and uh, start things the way we do each and every day with a question for my co-host Tony, we know that you play fantasy football. Have you ever lost a bet playing fantasy football, and what did you have to do because of it? Good thing. Uh, good question. Yeah, I um, I bet uh, lunch against a couple of coworkers when I played them in uh, a work fantasy league, and uh, when I came up short, I did a double or nothing uh, with uh, one, and it ended up being a wash. So that worked, and then the other one... He ended up winning the whole championship, so I think I owe him a food court item. So Scott, <laughs> I, I definitely owe Scott something. Dollar fifty so. hot dog and soda, right? Yeah, that's what he said he wanted. So you right. know, it's not not a huge bet, nothing to uh, break the bank about. <laughs> <clears throat> and then uh, in your pick'em league with Jimmy, didn't or, or was it with your uncle? Somebody you had to buy a jersey for, right? Or yeah, so- that was Jimmy's uh, pick'em league. That was the second year. It was the second year, yeah, and I won that one. That's how I got my custom Bronco jersey. He had to get you a jersey. Yep, I won, huh. that. I won that league, yeah. Even so, better. Yeah, so sometimes it's worked, you know. Actually, the, uh, I've even that's how I got my Nintendo Switch. I, uh, oh, very cool. Yeah, I won uh, the Pick'em League one year and bought a Switch with uh, my winnings. <laughs> very cool. You know, fantasy football is a lot of fun, and obviously, you know, it gets you more into the game than you might 
otherwise be. But of course, you know, if you've got something on the line, there's more to potentially lose. In this case, Michael Carsley says it's possible to have too much of good thing. In his case, it was Waffle House waffles. Much bigger than I thought in my head, the first seven really took me down hard, said Carsley. Carsley and his buddies are in a fantasy football league. The guy who finished in last place agreed to spend 24 hours at the Chambly restaurant eating waffles. Carsley lost, so he decided to make his trip to Waffle House interesting. He live-streamed the whole thing on social media. He said, I'm sure you guys have better stuff to do than watch me shove waffles in my mouth, but thanks. For every waffle Carsley could consume, he was able to knock an hour off of his off of his time sitting at the table. All the while, unbeknownst to her, Carsley was running a live fundraiser, so his, uh, unbe- oh, okay. So his server, the her, who was running back and forth with all those waffles could get a really nice tip. In five hours, Michael ate 18 waffles and left him with a $49 tab. Over those five hours, his friends on social media raised $1,100 for his server. This is for you. I want to thank you very much, Carsley told her. Oh, my God, really? Okay, uh, thank you very much. Oh, my God, the server exclaimed. Carsley said it was all worth it to see the look on his server's face when he handed over the receipt. All around, it was a spectacular thing. The punishments itself was torture, but the outcome of everything was well worth it. In case you were wondering, all of those waffles added up to 5,652 calories, not including butter and syrup. So, uh you know, lost a football, fantasy football bet, um, went to a good cause, but I could only imagine eating that many waffles. And I love waffles. Yeah, you're a waffle guy, that's for sure. Um, dang, that's a lot of waffles. It's a lot of calories, too. Yeah, it is, yeah. I, I don't know if I could eat that many. <laughs> no, I always think I can uh, eat a lot of, like, pancakes, and I usually can only get through, uh, I think, three max, depending on the size. I can't get through too many. <laughs> I guess if you had 24 hours to slowly eat through them, you could do quite a few. Oh, I would hate I would hate them at the end. And ultimately, it looks like he only had to be there for six hours, considering he ate 18 waffles, so he was able to knock 18 hours off of his quote-unquote sentence. So, uh you know, a fun story could almost be used as good news, but, uh, you know, we figured uh, take something ridiculous and look on the good side of things. Yeah, that's always good. You know, I always expect it to be something crazy. It usually is crazy, a hypothetical hat and some nut job. So, yeah, that's a good that's a good start. You throw those curveballs every once in a while. Yeah. So that that's good. Well, folks, let's talk about today's show. We've got a wonderful show lined up. It is Tuesday. It is Taco Tuesday. It is a Taco Tuesday. And as we do on Tuesdays, we've got Animal Tales sponsored by RoughRiders.org. We have a segment called Cringer, a little callback to yesterday. Our call-in topic today is the best MCU Marvel Cinematic Universe actor. Not character, not superhero, actor. We have a segment called Put It In Your Mouth. Hmm, that sounds familiar to Put me. it in your mouth. <laughs> We have This Day in History, and Tony is up next with the entertainment news. Folks, don't go anywhere. We will be right back. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. 
And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Tuesday, January 12th. Now, we have a little thing called the Phoenix Line, our 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line, giving you guys the opportunity to chime in on anything whatsoever. Maybe you had 18 Waffle House waffles. We want to know about it. Give us a call on the Phoenix Line at 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973. All we ask is that you keep it entertaining. We'll compile those together, put them out in a future show. Now, speaking of entertaining, Tony is here with the entertainment news. Good morning, everybody. It is Tuesday, the tacoist of Tuesdays, January 12th. I'm sorry, is it the 12th? It is the 12th, 12th. yeah. Okay, January 12th, 2021. Here's the Filippo Fast Five. The movie Morbius has been delayed till October 8th. Say what? Yes, uh, the Jared Leto vampire spinoff from the Batman for Batman Spider-Man universe. Jeez Louise, Batman. man. Well, I was thinking <laughs> Batman and the yeah, vampire. Man-bat. Man-bat, yeah. Well, Morbius, October 8th. Kevin Hart signs a deal with Netflix to produce and star in four features, uh, much like Adam Sandler signed back in 2014. Uh Hello, me. It's me again. Dave Mustaine has revealed the next title for the next Megadeth album. Album. The tentative title uh, right now is called The Sick, The Dying, and The Dead. It's due out later this year. And uh, there was this teaser snippet. It's like, here a new snippet of the new Megadeth thing. And it was over a Zoom call, and you couldn't even hear it. it oh, like, really? Cut. And I'm like, well, A, Dave would be pissed if... Uh, that well, he's gonna be mad when it leaked. It's not right. like <laughs> Bill Belichick declines acceptance of Presidential Medal of Freedom. He did a nice selfless little post there on uh, ESPN. Eagles fire head coach Doug Peterson after five seasons. Really? Yeah, he got fired. And I think a lot has to do with that weird tanking. Like that's the most infamous throw in the towel I think anybody's ever seen. Just to get a good draft pick. Yep, and no. unfortunately, well, it may, may be great for Eagles fans, but yeah, Doug Peterson is out as the Eagles head coach. He'll end up somewhere. Oh, someone will pick him up. Yeah. If they like tanking. <laughs> oh, last night. The Jets night. will get him. Yeah, exactly. Well, actually, you know what? He's actually tied to the Jets as far as a possible, as a possible coach there. Right? Yeah. So... There's that. Uh, last night, the NCAA uh, championship took place. The Crimson Tide literally rolled uh, to a 52-24 win over the uh, Ohio State Buckeyes. And uh, last night, you know, a lot of NFL uh, players chimed in. Um, it's he's Devontae um, Adams. Adams is, uh, you know, he was just lighting it up last night. He's the wide receiver for the Crimson Tide. And of Unfortunately, he did get injured, but um, he did play well. Alabama won its sixth national title under Coach Nick Saban. Um, he's won seven overall, and hard to believe Nick Saban even was the coach for the Miami Dolphins. I remember, time. yeah, that that's crazy? weird. Yeah, so nonetheless, if you're an uh, Alabama fan, congratulations. You won. You won. Um, right here, we'll go into movies. Um, well, I mentioned Morbius got delayed in the uh, quick headlines there, but now New Year, same old tune. With the situation at the box office not improving as quickly as Hollywood may have helped, it appears, though, a number of upcoming blockbusters scheduled for the first half of 2021 will be delayed yet again. <sighs> we played release date shuffle all throughout 2020 in hopes that the new year would offer greener pastures. 
Nope. <laughs> that may still prove to be true later this year, but for now, movies like No Time to Die, F9, Morbius, and others are going to move at least one more, or they're going to be losing millions of dollars. <laughs> According to a new report, with approximately 65% of movie theaters closed in the U.S., and with many more closed internationally, studios will have to make difficult decisions with movies set to be released relatively early in 2021. Vaccines are being distributed currently, which many had hoped would boost box office dollars, but the rollout in the U.S. has been really slow, meaning that any improvements won't be felt for some time. Such studios that schedule big-budget movies for theatrical release in the first several months of the year certainly are going to delay those titles yet again in hopes that the situation will eventually improve to make enough money they need to make. Sony Cinderella, which stars Camila Cabello, is the first major release of 2021. It is scheduled for February 5th. Considering there has been virtually no marketing up to this point, it seems that all but certain that movie will be delayed. Disney has The Kingsman, a prequel to The Kingsman. Um, I guess I should say The, it, King's, the King's Man. Man a prequel to <laughs> The Kingsman. Slated for March 12th, the movie has already been pushed multiple times. Perhaps the biggest movie in the list of... Uh, the first quarter of 2021 is Morbius, as I said before. Um, the Sony's latest Spider-Man spinoff is set within the Marvel Universe, starring Jared Leto. I think it's actually more set in the Sony-verse, more than Marvel Universe. Well, but, uh, if you remember, Michael Keaton pops up, and he plays uh, Adrian Toomes. Obviously, he was in Spider-Man as the Vulture. Oh, there and, you go. Uh, that's that's the tie to the Marvel Universe. There thing. we go. That's what they probably mean, though. Well, it's, it was going to be out March 19th, but as I said in the Filippo Fast Five, it's now been pushed to October. Although Venom the sequel is still on track for a June release. They haven't changed that. Um, in April... Um, they're trying. Uh, they're hoping things will improve as they have a Quiet Place Part Two scheduled for April twenty third. Uh, but Fast and the Furious Nine and James Bond, um, they have budgets in the two hundred million range. Um, they can't turn a profit with just a VOD release. They need right. global box office. So those are going to be delayed probably until the end of the year. Uh, probably we're looking uh, Thanksgiving, Christmas for those. Yeah. May is also in the foggy area. Black Widow, Godzilla vs. Kong, Free Guy, and more are slated to arrive. Uh, Warner Media is releasing all of its movies, uh, such as Godzilla Kong, in theaters and HBO Max. So their plans are unlikely to change, but Marvel and Disney may be in a precocious situation with Black Widow. Whether or not that leads to a hybrid release like they did with Milan remains to be seen. I think when you get to that point with something like Black Widow, as much as I don't want to just see that at home, I want to go experience it on the big screen. I think if you do the Milan way and you charge like a $30, because if you think about it for families, while on paper you're like, damn, 30 bucks, I'm not paying that. But if you break that down, you know, it's it's like buying a ticket for a family of four. You'd go to the theater and you still put it in the theater while still trying to get moviegoers like you and me. Uh, we'll, we'll still go see it. So I think that might be a way you, you could kind of get around. It's not perfect, but it ain't a bad idea either. Well, and it's, you know, sort of like what we did with Wonder Woman 84. You know, we both saw it on HBO Max the first time. And then we went to the theaters to see it and, uh, you know, probably shouldn't have gone to the theaters to see it. <laughs> but, uh, you know, if for diehard movie fans like us, you know, they get sort of double that that bang because you get more subscribers to whatever the streaming service is. If they do a premium price like 30 bucks, we're going to be paying it 
and we're going to go to the theaters to see it as well. So uh, that might be a good way for them to go, at least in the meantime. Yeah, I, I, I think you got to do something. But uh, bummer news, and oh man, I just hope I hope we get to have Ghostbusters Afterlife, man. That and Maverick, those are the two big ones, and Black Widow. Okay, three. Those are the big three I can think of. <laughs> uh, there's so many movies to see. I can't wait if they ever come out. We shall see. Well. Moving on to like TV from movies, uh, Kevin Feige, he had a lot to say over the weekend. He gives you a lot of stories, <laughs> just does a couple interviews and somebody can write like a big article they could spin off with this. But uh, um, Kevin Feige did talk about uh, a couple of the upcoming Disney Plus shows. Um, he revealed uh, in an interview with IGN, he confirmed that Marvel's She-Hulk will consist of 10 half-hour episodes. That puts She-Hulk above WandaVision with nine episodes. The Falcon and Winter Soldier will have six episodes. Um, IGN, um, or sorry, Feige told IGN, most of these MCU series are designed to clock in around a six-hour mark in total length. And the material dictates the exact format of the episode count. So it's about six hours of content. Sometimes that'll be six episodes. Sometimes that'll be nine episodes. So... Like in the case of WandaVision, sometimes that'll be 10. So um, that's why. So that's kind of cool to think. It's going to be like six hours regardless of the series. Well, if you think about it overall time-wise, you know, that's the equivalent of basically three movies. Yeah. At two hours apiece. So uh, being the fact that they're putting on the the small screen that they're able to tell these stories, you know, congruently over, you know, of course, six to 10 weeks is really exciting instead of just getting a standalone movie then you got to wait a couple of years for the uh sequel and then a couple of years for the third one uh i love what their their plans are with these i love it too i think it's great and uh it's just still even though it's not um in the realm of entertainment but the, well it's entertainment but uh, motley cruz the dirt would have been better for that so. yeah um and now We've had uh, kind of a CES, which is a consumer uh, electronics show. 2021 has started to s- uh, slew out upcoming electronics. And uh, I know you're big on this, but Arcade 1UP has announced some really big ones. So if you're in the Arcade 1UP business and you like to collect those, um, some big ones such as X-Men. Oh, yeah! Ooh, I like yeah. it! <laughs> X-Men, Dragon's Lair, Killer Instinct, and more are coming. The classic arcade X-Men one will feature four-player action and will be packed with Captain America and the Avengers as well as the rare fighting game Avengers in Galactic Storm. The Killer Instinct cabinet will include both the first and second arcade games as well as Battletoads Arcade, and Dragon's Lair will include both the first and second uh, games and the spiritual sequel Space Ace. Um, they will be out later this year, and there's also going to be um, some big ones, which I'll post up on our page. Uh, uh, Street Fighter 2 has a big one with a. They're going to have 12 titles in each one. They're going to do some vintage ones. So some good stuff there. The X Men one looks amazing. Oh, just the nostalgia factor of that alone is 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 so cool. I got to ask you, Dragon's Lair. Have you ever played more than three minutes of that game? No, it's too hard. It's so hard. you got to time that perfectly. I've never gotten very far in Dragon's <laughs> Me Lair. Me neither. <laughs> it's fantastic. Okay, well that's all the time we have for the entertainment news today. So let's boogie home to the birthdays. Bye bye. <laughs> The once king of all media who worked at WNBC. And now he's so serious after showing off his private parts. That's (laughs) Howard Stern's birthday. He's 67. 
Uh, dig through the ditches, through the black sunshine, while kissing the thunder in 1965. This man is also more human than human, and he drives a Dragula. Rob Zombie is 56. <laughs> Ironically enough, him and Howard Stern uh, sang a song together. Really? Yeah, they did for the Private Parts soundtrack. Oh, that's right. The Great I American Nightmare. That. Yep. Um, I don't know what Howard Stern really contributed to that song, but... I digress. The mean wife in old school, or I mean, sorry, the mean wife in The Hangover, Stu's wife, is quite the psychiatrist for Lucifer, and she even had a baby with an angel on that show. Rachel Harris is 53. I don't know what else she was in, so I just kind of rolled with that. (laughs) Cheers. Look who's talking today. Christy Alley, 70. That's all I had. (laughs) Happy birthday. (laughs) <laughs> Folks, that does it for the entertainment news when we come back. It is when, uh, sorry, Tuesday. Tuesday. The taco. Yep. We're doing Animal Tales sponsored by RoughRiders.org. We'll see you guys after these messages. After these messages. We'll be right back. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. Now back to the show indeed. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Tuesday, January 12th. Now we are all over social media with many of you watching us right now as we speak on YouTube Live or Facebook Live. Now if you get a want, if you want to get a hold of us on social, I'm available at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. That's Christian with a K, Phoenix with an F, radio of course with an R, or on Instagram and Twitter at Phoenix Media Radio. Tony's available at facebook.com forward slash Tony.sanfilippo. That's S-A-N-F-I-L-I-P-P-O dot nine four or on Instagram at Tony.Sanfilippo81. Now, being that it's Tuesday, we've got Animal Tales sponsored by RoughRiders.org. Now, Rough Riders is a local 501c3 nonprofit dedicated to the transport of uh, dogs from the rural kill shelters into the local metro area, working with local shelters and rescues to find them homes, give them a second chance at life. For more information on Rough Riders, head over to roughriders.org. That's R-U-F-F riders.org. Or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash roughridersaves. With all that being said, let's get into Animal Tales. Dogs and the cats, they take up the middle where the honeybee hums and the cricket fiddles, the donkey prays and the pony neighs. The old great badger sighs. Listen to the bass, it's the one on the bottom Where the bullfrog croaks and the hippopotamus Moans and groans with the big to-do And the old cow just goes moo <sighs> Such a... Just get you going, yeah. just boogie <laughs> In any case, speaking of the cow going moo In this case, we're going to do a goat sound Because yeah. I've only got two animal sounds <laughs> In Yeah, ho- but they're good stuff yeah, uh, it's not everyday. Occur- it's not an everyday occurrence that a traffic jam is caused by a couple of cows in the road. But here in Wisconsin, it isn't too uncommon. A few brown cows parading on County Road E in Heartland, Wisconsin, caused a school traffic jam at Swallow School District. Luckily, Superintendent Melissa Thompson and custodian Jeffrey Grunwald took action as they were directing traffic in the school's parking lot. They both helped guide the cows back to safety. Only in Wisconsin would this be the reason for an end-of-the-day traffic jam at school, said Grunwald. 
School principal Adam Scanlon stopped traffic from pulling out and made sure everyone was safe as the cows were redirected. Superintendent Thompson joked saying, now I can add that to my resume too. We work with everyone from 4K through grown cattle. This for sure was true Wisconsin moment. And I'll post this up. You can see the video and the, the pictures and yeah, cows just roaming around in front of the school. Now, where we went to high school in Carson, we had a cow field right next to us. Right. Do you ever recall cows getting out or causing any havoc? Or Not at the high school, no. And, you know, fun fact, I, they finally sold that farmland. They're developing houses and all kinds of things around the high school now. No kidding. Yeah, it's weird. Very strange. Uh, and if I remember correctly, a few years prior to us, there was a senior prank where somebody led one of those cows into the shallow end of the pool and just left it there. Do you recall that? <laughs> no. no? <laughs> we had a pool? Yeah. <laughs> it was high. Apparently not swimming. No. Oh, okay. Yeah. No. I'm not swimming. All right. Let's move on with Animal Tales. <laughs> Each week, Gary Adams, chiropractor at Integrated Health and Chiropractic in South Hall, said he looks forward to helping one of his favorite patients, Trixie. Unlike most of those he adjusts, she walks on four legs and is covered in wavy fur. Trixie is a golden doodle. Similar to how he adjusts people, Adams uses his hands to apply gentle force to the spine. They actually respond almost better than a human because they know you want to help them, Adams said. With Trixie, I just attached to her straight away. Before bringing her golden doodle to see Adams, Case Wilson, Casey Wilson? Strange spelling. Trixie's owner said her veterinarian located a degenerative disc in the dog's spine. Wilson said Trixie was unable to jump on the bed and would drag her legs while walking. After spending a lot of money, of course, this article now jumped down after spending a lot of money on vet bills leading up to the diagnosis wilson said trixie's veterinarian recommend conducting a surgery to improve her condition which would cost ten thousand dollars Jeez, it wasn't a money issue for us wilson and her husband uh to get the surgery said wilson it was more like what's her life going to be like after surgery in a year will she be exactly where she started we didn't want that we have no kids our lives are her Weighing her options, Wilson said she considered purchasing a pool for Trixie to provide water therapy. When Adams mentioned he could help the Golden Doodle, Wilson said she was willing to give it a shot. She's a very active dog, Wilson said. The three months she went on bed rest were the worst three months of her life. She couldn't do what she wanted to do and gained weight. Within two days of getting adjusted, she was right back to being active. She can now jump in the car. Whenever he has a pause in the day, Adam said he adjusts Trixie and other dogs in the community for free. Before working on the dogs, Adams, Adams likes to take them for a little walk to get them familiar with his presence. He said most of the canines that seek his help have issues with their hips or spines. Often I'll speak to the owner first to figure out what type of injury they have, Adam said. Then Shannon, his wife, will research the breed because, well, they're all different. Dean Salio, who specializes in soft tissue restoration at the clinic, offers his services to dogs for free alongside Adams. Using his elbows instead of hands, Saleo said he spreads apart dogs' muscle fibers to invigorate circulation and blood flow. I work up the spine and give them the relief they need, Saleo said. It's the same thing with people. It helps with sore shoulders and sore hips. Adam said he adjusted his first dog 20 years ago while earning his chiropractic degree. He said the canine was a border collie that had inflammation of the pancreas. After seeing the positive results of his work, 
Adams kept at it, which is a, a great story. You know, going to the vet is so expensive nowadays. And, uh, you know, they, they just want to do surgery and do all sorts of extra things that may not be necessary and uh, obviously charge you an arm and a leg for it. But, uh, you know, if something like a, a disc that's out of place that can be helped by, you know, maybe a chiropractor, yeah, it's worth a shot. No, absolutely. Yeah, it's whew, very expensive, man. Yeah. And uh, these pictures of Trixie are just adorable. Again, I'm going to post these on our Facebook page so you guys can check it out afterwards if you want to read more about it. But, uh, you know, just uh, an alternative, you know, to to maybe more traditional medicine. All right. Let's move on to our last story of Animal Tales. (laughs) This one uh, is short, but uh, quite interesting. Uh, Tony, you've got uh, a ring camera or, or one of those types of cameras at your home so you can see what's going on on your porch. Have you ever had a pecker on your porch? <laughs> <laughs> Just a woody. <laughs> um, no, never, never had. Okay. <laughs> I've seen I've seen a woodpecker before, but uh, not in, not not on my porch. All right, that fair was, enough. That was good. That was a good wake you up in the morning. There. I like that. I, yeah. I dug it. Yeah. Well, a feathered felon was caught on camera trying to do some damage to porch security camera in Casa Grande, Arizona. Oh, a viewer shared the video on Arizona's Weather Authority Facebook page. You could clearly see and hear the Gila woodpecker as its tiny beak jackhammered away at the camera. Those commenting on the Facebook post mentioned that woodpeckers have pecked away at their security cameras, as well as window screens and skylights. The National Audubon Society calls the Gila woodpecker a brash, noisy creature. The bird is said to like the desert region, but can be quick to move into towns and suburbs. And in fact, we've got our own Gila woodpecker who will peck at right above our front door entry. And it sounds like somebody's knocking on the door. It is loud. It echoes through the house. Of course, you go out to chase it off. It flies away. Five minutes later, it's right back there pecking away. And uh, Pedweckers? Pedweckers. 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 It's not even Wednesday. Pedweckers. Woodpeckers are annoying, but uh, you know what? Just leave them be. Let them be. You know, I just, I don't know too many people have had problems with that. I've heard more problems with squirrels, mice, all these other things, but uh, woodpeckers. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised since the entire time you've been here, uh, our woodpecker hasn't shown up, but... uh, You guys have one? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Loud and so loud. What do they chip away on? Just the stucco right above the front entry door. It's crazy. That's weird. And it's usually right in the middle of recording a radio show or Jesse on a Zoom call. And so that that's that added little bit of fun. Well, hopefully he stays away the rest. It looks a little overcast out there, so I don't know if he'll be out and about. Yeah, I don't think he's liking the cool weather. Yeah. But in, ca- in any case, boy, words are hard today. That's okay. That does it for Animal Tales on this Tuesday. Folks, when we come back, we've got a segment called Cringer. Don't go anywhere. Cringer. We'll be back in a few. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Phoenix Media Radio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks, for the final segment of the 
first hour of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show on this Tuesday, January 12th. But don't fret, there is still plenty ahead for the second hour, including our call-in topic of the best MCU actor. Now, if you missed a portion of the show or you want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, it is easy enough to do so. Head over to phoenixmedia.us, click on the show's link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video, you can get audio as well, or head over to wherever you get podcasts, whether it's Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, about 20 in all. While you're there, be sure to subscribe. That way you always have the latest episode. Leave a review. Let us know what you think and tell your friends because sharing is caring. Now, yesterday we were talking about regrettable tattoos. Right, One of the ones that came up was uh, Cringer from uh, He-Man and the Masters of the Universe was this green and orange scaredy cat. And it got me thinking uh, the other meaning of Cringer, uh, cringeworthy posts in this instance. So uh, we're going to run down a list of uh, social media posts that are, are quite cringeworthy uh, for our Cringer segment, starting out with this one from Twitter user Hannah Durant says, I saw a girl carrying a hamster, so I asked her if I could pet it, but it was actually a muffin, so I'm on my way to jump off a of cliff now. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a muffin? It was just a muffin. Okay. <laughs> Uh, moving on, let's see. What do we want to use as our uh, differentiator? You know what? I love Hold Samuel Jackson. I, I do too. Well, that, that sound bite's fun, anyways. <laughs> this next one, uh, and again, the cancel culture has gone just too far. Here's an article that says an episode of The Golden Girls was pulled from Hulu for featuring blackface. Well, it's uh, two of the ladies of uh, Golden Girls who are wearing masks you know the uh, the makeup ones right like when they do the facials exactly to which a uh, twitter user replies back this was not blackface it was a mud mask also black people didn't ask for any of this y'all are literally doing everything except what we actually asked for you know people are so afraid of being offended or offending somebody else that something that's even as innocuous as a mud mask is Oh, I don't know. That yeah. might be construed the well, wrong it's way. It's the Golden Girls. I don't know how you get more wholesome than that. Right. Next to maybe Full House, but man, the Golden Girls are pretty wholesome. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they're they're risque on the cougar sexual side. Yeah, especially yeah. Well, you with didn't Rue, get that as but, a kid. Yeah. Yeah. But other than that, they're they're about as wholesome as you get. Yeah. So. In fact, I've only watched one episode of the Golden Girls. <laughs> only seen one. <laughs> hey, it wasn't exactly your demographic. So. <laughs> no. Let's I know the theme song, though. Do you really? Yeah. Let's move on with Cringer. Hold on to your butts. Yeah. This one is a, uh, there's a picture of a bunch of kids in a school who are lined up against the walls on their knees, uh, bending over, you know, basically in sort of Hold a. Hold on to your butts. Yeah. <laughs> You know, in a a crouched over position with their heads against the walls, to which somebody replies in all caps, American middle schools caught forcing students to do Muslim prayers five times a day. Time to revoke funding. What? To which somebody replies, "Uh, that's a tornado drill. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. (laughs) Let's move. Oh, boy. Let's move on with cringer, cringeworthy social media posts. Here's a picture somebody posted on, uh, looks like uh, Tumblr. 
says, my fiance gets back from deployment in two days. How do I get rid of these? It's a picture of her neck just covered in hickeys, just covered. To which somebody replies, makeup, loads and loads of makeup, preferably white. Cover the face area as well to match the neck. Get yourself a red nose to finish the cover up. That way you look like a clown since your relationship is an effing joke. Oh, <laughs> that's a mic drop. Whoa. Put a smile on that face. <laughs> Holy moly, they didn't hold back on that one. (laughs) (laughs) But it's true, you know, if somebody's deployed, they're coming back, you've been fooling around on them, don't ask the public for how to cover it up. That's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. And and we've had that happen to a a good friend of ours uh, in the early days. And it's just, you don't do that stuff, dude. It's sad. It's It's sad. And unfortunately, it's prominent in the armed forces just because, you know, people are away on deployment for so long at any given time. So, yeah. Bummer, bummer. But let's move on with cringe-worthy uh, social media posts. Hold on to your butts. Butts. Twitter user Podier Eden says, "The day my husband asked me to pay halves on rent is the day I pack my bags." To which I... another Twitter user responds, "And go where you can't even afford half rent." <laughs> That's just spitting truth right there. <sighs> It's amazing the audacity of people on social media just to yeah. come out and have stances and you know be somewhat anonymous well, until reality sets in. Doesn't it seem like the person that's out there asking for help too, don't you think it's probably better maybe ask your best friend for the advice versus put it out in social media? Like you just you're opening the door for people to just blast you with this stuff. Well, what we found is a lot of people who do this are, are really just seeking attention. You know, it's nothing more than that. They want people who are like, oh, I'm so sorry. I feel for you. That's it. That's it. But when they get a dose of reality, oh, God They're forbid. They're like, oh, why'd you tell me that? <laughs> Speaking of attention seekers. Hold on to your butts. This cringe-worthy post from a Twitter user shows a uh, little old lady sitting at a um, table all by herself at uh, a restaurant, to which, you know, the next pictures show uh, a guy going over, sitting with her, posing with her, says, never let a stranger sit by themselves. You'll be surprised what tales they have to tell. To which somebody on Twitter, who obviously knows them, replies, bro, this is your grandma. We go to church together. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's good. Thank you, Goodwood. Just attention seekers. Wow. Let's move on with cringeworthy posts. Hold on to your butts. This one is great, especially when you're starting a job that's not even paid. Twitter user says, everyone shut the F up. I hot accepted for a NASA internship. To which somebody replies back, language. The person replies back, suck my D and balls. I'm working at NASA, to which the person replied back again. And I'm on the National Space Council that oversees NASA. I would assume that they didn't have that internship for too long. No, definitely (laughs) not. I'm thinking uh, you're not going to be keeping that long. Wow. Not so much. No. Let's move on. Hold on to your butts. This from a twa- Tim- Tumblr user, Twumbler. Wow. Twumbler. I wanted to say words, Twitter. Words are hard today, but, I, but I'm enjoying. <laughs> words are hard. Uh, this one, if you've got kids, maybe earmuff for the next uh, 30 seconds. Earmuffs. Says, I don't get why women buy dildos. There are plenty of us guys available who never get the chance. They would rather have sex th- with... Uh, and ugh. they would rather have sex with a plastic object than us, to which a uh, woman replies simply... Yes. Yeah. 
Well, sometimes it's uh, sometimes the girls just know. Maybe they just they don't have the right dance partner for that particular dance. <laughs> and you know what? Sometimes you just need uh, to help give yourself a hand. Yeah, they just need for lack a, of a better yeah, term. Yeah, they just need a, a tag team partner. That's all. <laughs> well, let's move on with cringe-worthy posts. Hold on to your butt. <laughs> this one from a user who uh, apparently didn't realize that uh, you know people that they know actually follow him says, "Last week I corrected my professor in art history class and she took it pretty hard." I basically proved her knowledge wrong and got thrown out of class for it. Thankfully, rest of the students protested this move and followed me out. They asked me to hold the next class at my house and teach them the next chapter. Eventually, we all went to the department head and complained, so the teacher is now suspended and I have an A in class. To which somebody replied, uh, you know we're in the same class, right? We literally had a lecture today that you didn't even show up to and you had the audacity to spread these lies. It's ridiculous you know it, it social media is out there it's for people to see and more often than not you're gonna know a few people that uh, are following you or you know friends with you online people call you out oh absolutely well as it should be <laughs> oh here's one that uh, could be quite embarrassing hold on to your butts this from Twitter user lady Michelle Monet I don't know who, Lady Michelle Monet. I don't Monet. know who she is. Maybe she's a a preacher or something. In any case, it's a picture of her in Vietnam uh, picking up what looks like a little kid. It says, most embarrassing moment. Speaking of Vietnam to 3,000 people, thought this was a six-year-old. Picked him up. He's a grown man. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that's embarrassing. <laughs> aye, aye, aye. All right, let's move on. A couple... Uh, terrible ones here um here's one hold on to your butts that uh, shows a picture of garfield the cat in front of a laptop and it says type garfield with your eyes closed to which somebody types it in says since i can't since i can type without even watching my keyboard due to training and being a novelist i wouldn't call that a challenge sorry to which somebody pointed out the fact that uh, she actually spelled garfied instead of garfield oh garfied <laughs> Oh, Mondays, I need lasagna. You know, in fact, we even have... Briefly, Monday. I hate Mondays. Hate them. Therefore, I decree from this day forward, there will be no more Mondays. No more, no more. <laughs> Let's move on with cringeworthy posts. Hold on to your butts. Tony, do you still subscribe to Cosmopolitan <clears throat> Magazine? All the time. You do? Yeah, yeah. it's... Yeah. It's the other one I just do for uh, our articles. Yeah. <laughs> well, here's a couple side-by-side Cosmo posts. First one says, confirmed men who objectify women are effing horrible. To which the next one next to it is a picture of the lower region of men in Speedo bathing suits and says, 36 summer Olympic bulges that deserve gold. So apparently it's okay to objectify men, but uh, women, no, that's, that's terrible. Yeah, can't do that. And then finally, hold on to your butts. With cringeworthy posts. This person writes, it's well known what flat earthers fear most is sphere itself. Not fear itself, sphere itself. Sphere. To which somebody replies back, okay, boomer. Of course, they didn't realize that the original poster was a little guy named Neil deGrasse Tyson. Ooh. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, if anybody knows that the earth is round, well, 
it's certainly him. Folks, that does it for Cringer, our cringeworthy posts. We are headed into our long break, so enjoy the news. Take a potty break. Grab yourself some tea. When we come back, it is time for our interactive portion, the best MCU actor ever. Folks, don't go anywhere. We'll see you in about seven minutes. Fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Biscuit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Gentlemen, I wash my hands of this weirdness. the second hour of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Tuesday, January 12th. We are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. Still joined by my co-host, Mr. Tony Sanfilippo. Tony, how you doing? Are you ready for this last, like, finger snap hour of uh, the show, especially Pretty while you're here? Pretty much, yes, man. This is, uh, like I said, in the first hour, it's been awesome being back in Nevada, being in studio. And this is the fastest uh, hour of the show. It, goes, it always is. It goes yeah. by so quick, which is not a bad thing. So No, not at all. Uh, it just goes to show we're having fun. Yeah, it, it's a great time. So Now, a little bit of a programming note. We decided uh, because Tony's traveling, uh, we are going to run a best of for tomorrow, being Wednesday. But we will be back with a brand new episode on Thursday. So uh, just keep in mind that uh, you know, we'll, we'll still have good content up for you. It just won't be live uh, for tomorrow tomorrow because well tony's traveling and uh, you know we want to give him a little bit of a break um you know in that period of time yeah it'll be no radio tomorrow but back at the costco <laughs> i i can only anticipate what awaits me Ooh, yeah it, it all <laughs> hopefully warm hugs and spaghetti it was always tough coming back to work yeah. because you know who was fired who's no longer there yeah what do you have to deal with but uh well i always joke i'm the grim reaper there when it comes to because somebody always it doesn't matter whether they're small big uh, and when I mean that long term, short term, right? With by small, big, somebody always <laughs> goes or quits while I'm gone. Yeah, yeah. So it'll be like a a, a little birthday, not birthday, but it'll be a surprise when you get back. I'm, yeah. I'm sure. I hope it's a pleasant one. <laughs> In any case, folks, this is the interactive portion of the show where we invite you guys, the listeners and watchers, to chime in on our topic of the day. Now, we do give you the subject about 24 hours in advance. Of course, we'll give you Thursday's topic today, so that way you've got two days to call in on the Phoenix line at 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. Let us know your answer for whatever the topic is. Now, you can also chime in on our Facebook Live video. Just head over to facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. Again, that's Christian with a K, Phoenix with an F, radio with an R. Just click on the live video and comment there and let us know what your pick is for today. The best MCU Marvel Cinematic Universe 
actor. We're not acting, asking for character, not Iron Man, not Captain America. We're asking for the actor. And, uh, you know, it's tough because, you know, you started with so few, you know, really big name actors, or there were some actors who weren't big names that became big names because of the MCU. But now everybody's in it. I mean, it's there's so many big names. Obviously, we're looking forward to WandaVision, which comes out this Friday, uh, starring Paul Bettany and Elizabeth Olsen. But uh, when it comes to the greatest actor, well, the question is, who, who reigns supreme? Now, for me, you know, I just got to give props to Robert Downey Jr. Obviously, he started the MCU. It was his comeback. You know, he was sort of blackballed from Hollywood before he did the first Iron Man. Uh, They wanted Tom Cruise originally. Tom Cruise declined and, uh, you know, really took a gamble. Uh, John Favreau did on Robert Downey Jr., saying, you know, he is our Tony Stark. He is the one who will make this happen. And if Iron Man failed, we wouldn't have the MCU. Right. And just the brilliant performance that he did in Iron Man and everything beyond that has been fantastic. And then if you look at his career prior to that, you know, we were talking U.S. Marshals the other day, uh, yesterday, another great performance. And of course he had his drug problems and there were some issues in his personal life, but he's turned it around to be pretty much one of the highest paid actors in Hollywood. Oh, he resurrected his uh, career uh, exactly that. And obviously, I think that's what most people would say. <clears throat> He's definitely my favorite in it all just because he fits the look of uh, what Tony Stark was in the comic books. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had the look. He has the playboy attitude and everything that you want out of Tony Stark while he has redeeming qualities. And and I like the comeback story. And he's flawed. Yeah. His character was flawed just like the actor was. Yeah. yeah. So I, so I guess now, since I can't do that, I'm going to have to say Liv Tyler from The Incredible Hulk. I mean, she contributed a lot to the MCU. It's funny and, you mentioned... And, and Edward Norton, too, yeah. It's funny you mentioned Liv Tyler, who uh, all she can do is whisper. Have you seen every role that she's in, whether it's Armageddon, whether it's um, The Incredible Hulk? Um, uh, what did we see her in recently? Oh, The Lord of the Rings. She always whispers. Always. She, she acts. Yeah. It's... You, weird it is weird and i joke about Liv tyler because she was just in the incredible hulk and that was it that's you never saw her again um (laughs) you know since since we could go with the big ones and and robert daddy jr is fantastic you know i gotta i gotta say i really enjoy paul rudd's inclusion in the mcu And, and the reason being is Paul Rudd's been around for a long time. We go back uh, all the way the first time when he was just the brother in Clueless, right. you know, and he's always in comedic roles and stuff. And initially when they announced him to be like in an action movie, I'm kind of thinking, okay, well, Paul Rudd's great. Mm-hmm. I like Paul Rudd. Can he do it? But then when you see him uh, in Ant-Man, I mean, he nails it perfectly. Like you can't unsee uh, Scott Lang like he is the perfect Scott Lang and right. I feel like the MCU does the casting perfectly I know they hit the bump with Edward Norton and that was on Edward Norton's own accord but Mark Ruffalo was a perfect replacement right because he was somebody else I was like eh, the 13 going on 30 guy I don't know uh, <laughs> but he's pulled off well but Paul yeah. Rudd would be my choice since Tony Stark was yours or Robert Downey Jr. Yeah and Paul Rudd never ages I mean he no, looks he the same not. now as he did in Clueless yeah. which is mind-blowing but um, you know to that point I remember when they announced that they were doing the Scott Lang version of Ant-Man I was disappointed because you know Ant-Man for me has always been Hank Pym yeah 
And the fact that they had Michael Douglas as Hank Pym, Paul Rudd as Scott Lang, and the way that it all played out, you know, I, I couldn't imagine it any other way now, especially without Paul Rudd in that Yeah, role. well, so. and his dance partner in that, uh, Evangeline Lilly, you know, I did not really enjoy her Kate character in Lost all that much. She kind of drove me nuts. Uh, uh-huh. when, they, when they had her, I was like, oh, no. And it wasn't a big big on her. On uh, And Lost was one of my favorite shows at the time um, back in the day. And they, they're, they're perfect, man. The chemistry is great. They do. Yeah. They do so good, you know. I'm hoping to have someone say Michelle Pfeiffer, her her character, right? Her and her herpes. Yeah, and she it, doesn't pop around a whole lot, right? She, she does. She gets paid a lot to just kind of be there, right? Barely. But folks, we want to hear from you now. We're talking the greatest MCU actor. Go ahead and chime in on our Facebook video, the live video. And when we come back, it is all about you. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Tuesday, January 12th. And we are smack dab in the middle of the interactive portion of the show where we want to hear from you guys, the listeners, over on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. Just click into the live video comment there with your pick for the best Marvel Cinematic Universe MCU actor. What makes them so great? Maybe it was their inclusion in the MCU that sort of catapulted them to stardom, similar to we were talking on the break, Chris Pratt, who really before the MCU was just known as a frumpy, goofy guy from Parks and Rec. And then now he's just this mega star, and uh, you know, just brought he's him Arnold to the Arnold Schwarzenegger's son-in-law. That's my son. Exactly. Sometimes I call him Chris Evans. <laughs> I get him confused. Too many Chris's around there. Chris Evans, Chris Pratt, Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, they probably have to call him Pratt Hemsworth. Yeah, exactly. Or, or maybe they just call him by their character names when they're all on set. <laughs> But in any case, we want to hear from you guys. Who do you think is the best MCU actor and why? Now, Tony, has anybody chimed in on your end as far as their picks? Oh, yeah. I've got I've got a couple of chimed in here. So you've got um, Lacey, of course. Uh, Michael said uh, Robert, Downer, Robert Downey Jr. And I agree. They Lacey also said it's hard to beat. Um, she also said um, this one's so hard. She's like Paul Rudd, Chris Evans, Jeremy Renner, Tom Holland. She goes, they're all so close. Uh, Mark Ruffalo, Scarlett Johansson. She goes, but F it. I'm just going to say Ryan Reynolds. Because now he is included in the MCU. Technically, yes. So, yeah. Yeah, so her favorite is Ryan Reynolds. Well, and it's going to be so much fun to see how you know they poke fun at being part of the MCU now. Because obviously the Deadpool character uh, you know, breaks the fourth wall. And uh, you know, there, there's going to be some commentary about that, I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. And then I had uh, my friend Jamie. She, Jamie Anna, chimed in. Even though it's not MCU, but at least it's a Marvel. It's in the world of Marvel. Marvel, um, but Hugh Jackman, you know, got his start out. He was a no name, started out as Wolverine, but he's turned into. She likes him because, like in real life, he seems like a really nice guy, does charity, good, good character, and everything. And then, of course, he's the he's Wolverine, and right. while he's not MCU, so <laughs> Stacy chimed in and said, 
Well, now that he's MCU, it's Ryan, of course. Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> the new favorite of the MCU, and he hasn't even been in an MC movie yet. MCU movie yet. Yeah. It's, That's awesome. Yeah. It's going to be so exciting to see that. And, of course, you know, we've got more and more actors who are joining. Uh, you know, Kumail Nanjiani, uh, Angelina Jolie. Um, I forget about that. Yeah. She, yeah. she did say... Um, F, I love them all, okay? <laughs> I can't. It's hard to choose. It's uh, fair. It Scarlett is. Johansson would be her, um, will be Robert Downey Jr., then Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> See, there's just, there's just great. MCU, have, they've done the casting. Who, whoever's in charge of the casting and all that has done, has just nailed it. It'd almost be easier to ask who's the worst MCU actor. Obviously, you mentioned Liv Tyler. Uh, my vote would be Terrence Howard. As oh, Terrence Howard was bad yeah. as Rhodey. Yeah, he was. Yeah, and then got fired. Don Cheadle came in and does a fantastic job with that role. So, <laughs> Yeah, Don Cheadle was meant to be Rhodey, yeah, but Terrence Howard was bad. <laughs> and and I, just, I just poked fun of Liv Tyler just because she was only in the one and but to be fair she's still pretty bad yeah like we haven't brought her back that's for sure <laughs> well as we're we waiting should one day do a who should be in the mcu Ooh, i like that it's not a bad like one that. right not who a bad thought at all well folks there is still time for you to chime in on our facebook page at facebook.com forward slash christian phoenix radio uh just click into the live video comment there with your pick for the best mcu actor now while we're waiting for that i actually pulled up a list of actors who played more than one role in the mcu and it's somewhat eye-opening uh, the first one is Sean Gunn. Of course, he is James Gunn's brother in real life, but he both played uh, Kraglin and the green screen version of Rocket Raccoon in uh, both the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. So he was on his basically waddling around on his hands and knees as Rocket to provide the body movements and motions for uh, Rocket Raccoon. But we all know that Bradley Cooper was the voice. But, Isn't it uh, weird to think like Bradley Cooper actually is never in the same room with any of them? The entire time, he just goes and reads his lines. Yeah. and Him and Vin Diesel. Yeah. Vin I Diesel has the root. easiest. That's, that's all. Yeah. <laughs> you do it good. You have that deep voice for it. <laughs> but yeah, like Vin Diesel has the easiest thing. Hey, you just, I'm Groot. That's all you have to say. Yeah. Well, he, he did have to say we are Groot once. Yeah. So there is you that. Just change it up. Yeah. <laughs> Easy payday for Vin. Exactly. Uh, here's an actor that we've uh, mentioned here recently. We know he's going to be the main antagonist in the upcoming season of Dexter. Clancy Brown, both both uh, Major Schoonover and voiced uh, Surtur in uh, Thor Ragnarok. And he, he's a big voice actor guy. So it's no surprise that uh, he ended up on that list. Oh, I, I didn't even know he was in it. Yep. Here's one, Martin Starr. Of course, if you ever see the uh, show Silicon Valley, yep. that's what he's best known for. He was both the computer nerd in The Incredible Hulk and, of course, Peter's teacher in the uh, Spider-Man movies. I didn't realize he was in both. I knew he was in Spider-Man, but mm -hmm. uh, yeah. yeah. He's got just this great, dry sense of humor. So much fun. Very funny. Yeah, he looks like this YouTube guy I watch sometimes, Maximilian Dude. <laughs> Big Capcom fighter. Here, here's one that, bringing back a birthday boy from earlier, I didn't know. Rob Zombie voiced a Ravager and a Navigator in Guardians of the Galaxy Volumes 1 and 2. Didn't know that. I had no idea that he was part of it. Dig through the ditches and burn through the witches. <laughs> back in my Ravager. Dragula. 
But folks, we are talking the greatest MCU actor. There is still time for you to chime in. Let us know who you think is the best. Obviously, we gave some of the bigger names, but maybe one of the lesser known actors is somebody that you just really admire and love their work. Who knows? Moving on with our list of uh, actors who have appeared in more than one rule. One rule, one role. One role to rule them all. Uh, here is uh, Tony Curran. He's an Irish actor. Uh, you'd recognize his face, maybe not his name, but uh, he played three roles. He was an Irish gangster, Finn Cooley, and Boar, father of Odin, of course, in uh, the second Thor movie, The Dark World. And so, uh, yeah, just reoccurring and keeping these guys busy, really. Yes. Moving on with a list of actors who had more than one role in the MCU. Kenneth Choi was a member of Cap's team in World War II. He was uh, a howling howling commando. That's uh, what they were called, right? Right. And uh, he was actually the principal of Peter's school in Homecoming. So uh, maybe he uh, he was playing his own son since he was in World War II and then also in, uh, you know, the current timeline. And in fact, I think it is because if you look at the picture behind the principal in Spider-Man, there's a picture of the Howling Commandos and then him in the garb as one of the Howling Commandos, which is kind of cool to put that all together. You know what I thought about? I know no one's chimed in just yet. Feel free to chime in below and we'll read it. Uh, I had the Marvel conversation on Friday night at my aunt's house. And uh, we were talking upcoming TV shows and all that stuff. Well, my cousin Chloe, even though she's in school, not chiming in, I'm going to throw it out for her. But Tom Hiddleston, uh, she loves Loki. The whole fact that Loki's coming back, she's they. she just enjoys um, just his character and the actor behind him. And she even said during, uh, you know, Endgame when when they finished him, like, that was a rough, rough moment <laughs> for her. So, But now he's coming back and... You know, it is one of those things where, uh, you know, Loki could have been a character where he was just truly a bad guy, somewhat likable, but they write him out and and all that. But he's continued to come back and uh, almost become sort of an anti-hero, which I'm sure we'll see play out in the uh, new Loki series. So it's funny. I guess got this text message during two. Um, Mike said, I've had my ass. I've had my ass grabbed by someone in the MCU. LOL. Really? And then Lacey's like, I kissed someone in the MCU. And I'm like, who and who? But then I forget they met Rob Zombie. (laughs) So like they had a nice personal meet and greet with him. So I was like, wait, wait, where was I? And how did I not know about this story? (laughs) Yeah. You can't forget about Tom and you can't forget about, um, uh, Tom Holland either you know spy- he's the best in my opinion the best Spider-Man Hands out down. of three he's Hands fan- down. fantastic and he was a no name yeah. he was just a kid that was doing stunts and sending his stuff and and they liked it right. and man he's so likable too yeah. and I'm excited to see his other projects outside of uh, the MCU well that's the thing he's showing up everywhere now which is really cool and then of course uh, his next big one is uh, Nathan Drake in, oh I can't yeah. wait to see I think he's gonna do so good in, in Uncharted mm-hmm. um that one that feet was it, it's not Phoenix or right? Chaos Rising or uh-huh. Chaos whatever whatever that new one is that's actually old that was before he was popular I think he had him only, and Daisy Ridley yeah, yeah that was before uh, Star Wars and Spider Man so that's kind of one of their early ones so if that's a little choppy and rough for the both can't judge him because 
you know? Yeah, yeah. And then uh, rounding out a couple of the other names that appeared in more than one role, I didn't know Nathan Fillion was part of the MCU, obviously from uh, Firefly, Firefly fame. Boy, that's hard to say. He was both the inmate who uh, comes to say hello to Star-Lord in the first one, Inside the Prison, and then played Simon Williams in Guardians Volume 2. And Does- that... Does it have Jimmy Urine on the list? Jimmy Urine. Jimmy Urine. He's the uh, lead singer of the band MSI. Now, maybe he's the one that kissed Lacey and grabbed Mike's ass. I don't know. I, I don't. Maybe because I've never heard the story before. And I was there when they met Rob Zombie. I wasn't yeah. in the room with him, but I was at the show because Zombie gave Mike hell for wearing a Volbeat shirt. I do remember <laughs> that. So they'll text me. I, I, I'm assuming it's Jimmy Urine and I. I'll show you. That's he was. He was just one of those. I don't know if you guys could see that. I'll put my phone up to the camera. So okay, sort so of, that's yeah. Jimmy Urine. He grabbed he grabbed Mike's ass and Lacey kissed him. All right. And then finally, probably the biggest name to play multiple roles in the MCU was Benedict Cumberbatch, who obviously is Doctor Strange, but he also did the motion capture for his enemy Dormammu. Which I didn't know. I didn't know that either. Which is very cool. But folks, that does it for our interactive portion of the show. When we come back, we're revisiting an old topic called Put It In Your Mouth. Put it in your mouth. Put it in your mouth. Folks, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Tuesday, January 12th. Now we have a thing called the Phoenix Line. It is our 24-hour day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line, giving you guys the opportunity to chime in on anything whatsoever, including the interactive portion of the show where we give you a topic of the day and want to hear your feedback. Now, as I mentioned at the top of this hour, we are taking tomorrow off while Tony travels, but we'll be back on Thursday, and our topic for Thursday is Ingenious Life Hacks. What have you done in your life? You know, what little gizmos have you made? What things have you put in place uh, to make your life that much easier? We want to hear about it. You got about 48 hours to call in with that selection, of course, on the Phoenix line, which is 855 Phoenix Radio. That's 855 F E N I X R D O or 855 336 4973 for the alphanumerically impaired. All we ask is that you keep it entertaining. We will compile those together, put them out in a future show. Now, in this segment, we're revisiting an old daily segment that we used to do back in the day called Put It In Your Mouth. Put It In Your Mouth. I run down some uh, foods, find out if uh, Tony would put it in his mouth. Get in my belly! And this is one where I can't play the sound bites. The Herbert No! So I got to get creative with my (laughs) own answers with that. And the reason I picked this one in particular is because the headline is 14 foods that were extremely normal in centuries gone by but are super weird today. So these are things that people used to eat and drink all the time, but now are a little bit on the stranger side. For instance, this first one, mice, specifically dormice. You know, the cute Disney-looking ones with the big eyes and the plump bodies were a popular delicacy among the upper classes in ancient Rome. They would be fattened up and sold to the wealthy who would eat them cooked in honey and poppy seeds or stuffed with other meats. Tony? Would you put it in your mouth? The Upper West Side. Where are you from? The Upper West Side. (laughs) (laughs) 
It's Vigo. No. It's disgusting. Like, I love honey. I'm down with poppy seeds. Might make you fail a drug test, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's why I don't eat poppy seed muffins. Because you know, drugs, but you don't want to fail a test if you had to take one. Right. Uh, but I digress. No. Disgusting. No. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, people still eat their fair share of rodents. You know, you, you find people hunting squirrels and eating that, which, you know, it's uh, not my cup of tea, but mice, I had not enough meat. Oh. Yeah. I don't know, unless you're in uh, New York, man. I saw Master Splinter, oh, I swear. Oh, those rats are massive. Oh, I saw one in the subway. Like, that's... it. I can't even over-exaggerate. That thing was... <laughs> I just like to call him Master Splinter. He was big. Pretty big. Cool. Let's move on with Put It In Your Mouth. Yummy! Here's something that people used to eat centuries ago, but uh, a little weird now, including blood. As if black pudding isn't bad enough, scholars have revealed that Spartans used to chow down on a simple broth of pig's blood, salt, and vinegar. It was known as Spartan black broth, and even visiting dignitaries to Sparta couldn't stomach it. I don't think I even need to ask, but Tony, would you put it in your mouth? Like the name, Sparta's black broth. It's kind of a cool name. It kind of is. But knowing what's in it, no. Does it make you look like Gerard Butler from... uh... 300 well if it makes you look like him versus 300 versus greenland then maybe yeah well it's probably been 20 years between the two movies yeah he hasn't drank enough of the sparta blood i guess no it's disgusting no thanks pretty gross yeah let's move on with put it in your mouth get in my belly here's one that sort of confused me until i actually read the description torpedo fuel In the film The Lighthouse, both characters glug down kerosene, lamp oil, but there are no official reports of lightkeepers actually doing this. World War II sailors, however, did consume something called torpedo juice, which is basically a cocktail of lemon, pineapple juice, and the 180-proof alcohol used as fuel in torpedoes. Tony, would you put it in your mouth? Well, if it's not going to kill you. Not the kerosene, but the 180-proof alcohol with uh, lemon and pineapple juice. Well... Sounds pretty good, actually. It does. And I got a feeling I'd be drunk after a sip. I'd probably be, like, amped up after one. So, yeah, I would say yeah to that. I would try it. (laughs) And what's crazy is 180 proof alcohol is 90% alcohol. So proof is double whatever the percentage is. I mean, that's almost just pure, pure alcohol. Yeah, that'd be a strong... That's why I'd be a sip. I don't know if I could do a whole thing, but uh, a sip would probably be... All I could stomach. You know, it's funny. I was thinking, you know, we used to do the segment when we had Ryan. I wonder if Ryan would have said yes to the rodent or the. He probably would have. Just keep keep up the yes. And I would guarantee he'd say yes to this next one. Oh, yeah. Yummy. So, uh, beaver tails. Beaver tails. (laughs) Beaver tails. No, this isn't a euphemism. (laughs) Did you know that people used to feast on the tails of beavers during Lent? In the 17th century, the Catholic Church clarified that since beavers were semi-aquatic, they technically counted as fish and could be eaten during the 40-day period, which is traditionally a time when Christians give up eating meat. Tony, would you put it in your mouth? No, I feel bad for the beavers. They need those tails. (laughs) I would hope they'd eat the rest of the beaver, at least. Yeah, you know, what do you, you do? Just chop the beaver and send them packing? Um, I'm going to say no. I, I It just, it sounds to me, like I know meat is animals and I'm not vegan and all that, but it just sounds kind of mean. You're chopping off the beaver tail. Well, and what would a beaver tail even taste like? Yeah. It's sort of a leathery, you know, uh, flat pad, you know? Would it have the consistency of beef jerky or would yeah. it 
Would it be decent to eat? No, I got to say no on it. <laughs> I have a feeling that'll be the case with most of these, but, but at the same they're time, still fun to hear. They're like, fun to go through. Yeah. Well, we also know that I'm a picky eater. So like to get me to say yes is actually more shocking than me saying no. And part of the reason we don't do this on a weekly basis anymore. So yeah, <laughs> well, let's move on with put it in your mouth. Get in my belly. How about savory jellied salads? Americans in the last century cooked up some seriously strange salads, but one recipe remains more heinous than them all, the jello salad. It was usually comprised of chicken or tuna, fruit and vegetables encased in a lime green jelly or other sticky or sickly sweet flavors. Tony, would you put it in your mouth? Yeah, why not? It's jelly. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Jelly's not bad. Yeah, but I don't know. Jello salad? No, you never had. I couldn't. It, I, I'm I'm picky when it comes to texture and consistency, oh, gotcha. and I. I yeah, that one doesn't bother me. Right. When you got the fruity stuff, you can usually hook me on things if there's some fruit from some fruit stuff in there. <laughs> but uh, you know, would it be something I would go to all the time? No, but if it was a one-time try, I'd, I'd take a bite. And if you separate those out, chicken salad, tuna salad. Great. Jello, great. Combine them together, not, not so much. much. Yeah. <laughs> Let's move on with put it in your mouth. Yummy. Ooh. This one, how about whale poop? Sort of. Ambergris is basically the intestinal slurry that a whale ejects from its body after digesting creatures like squid. It's likely secreted toward the back end of the whale and hardens in the cold water. It was popular in early modern Europe, where it became a luxury ingredient in things like ice cream tony would you put it in your mouth no like and, and who who would ever think to eat that though oh, that looks good we'll just maybe we could just cook it well the funny thing about foods is there was always at least one person who initially tried it and of course when it came to berries or certain things like that either you died or you didn't die and then if you didn't die you could tell people how good it was or you know yeah or how bad it is exactly yeah, no no especially now knowing where it comes from that that's a that's a no <laughs> here's one that uh on the surface sounds kind of gross but if you really think about it might not be too bad let's move on with put it in your mouth get in my belly black iguana eggs the Mayans used to love these rich all-yolk eggs, which, unlike most bird eggs, have a leathery, rough exterior. The Mesoamerican people would farm black iguanas, which can stay out of water for longer periods of time than their green cousins, and harvest their eggs for food. Tony, would you put it in your mouth? No. No. You know, and if you think about it, eggs in general from chickens, you're like, yeah. oh, you know, they, they chickens, for lack of a better term, poop these out. We eat them all the time. Black iguana eggs might not be too bad, especially if they're all yolk and similar to a chicken egg. Yeah, it might be worth a try. Might be. That's good. We know you would try it, so that's good. <laughs> all right, let's move on with put it in your mouth. Yummy! This one, fake bananas. In Britain during the 1940s, food was scarce and people were forced to live off of rations, which unfortunately did not include exotic, exotic fruit from warmer climates. As a result, British people would create mock bananas by adding banana essence to parsnips. Huh. Tony, would you put it in your mouth? Well, yeah, if you had nothing else. Um, I, I'm not a big banana fan. I don't mind it at times, but uh, yeah, try it. All right. All right. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of banana flavoring, like banana candies and things yeah. like that. Because it never really tastes like banana. No, but, it's uh, like over the top, right? It's like they create this artificial taste. Yeah. Because... 
Yeah, because bananas are not bad. It, that's where you have that texture issue. Like if the banana gets too mushy for me, I can't do it. Oh, it's I, too slimy. I can't even eat part of a banana that's slightly bruised. Yeah. I'll just pop that off, throw that part away. Yeah, because it's the slimy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and then finally, input it in your mouth. Get in my belly! It's a weird combination. Lemonade and milk. It was once quite common in the U.S. to mix up a little 7-Up with some cold milk in order to make soda milk. In parts of the U.K. too, people often mix Coca-Cola and milk. I guess there's also soda floats and egg creams, so fizzy dairy is still alive and kicking. Now, uh, that's not technically lemonade and milk. It's more 7-Up and milk, but uh, Tony, would you put it in your mouth? No, I'm trying to. I bet I would probably say yeah because I did it as a kid. Would this be a go-to? No, because back in the day we used to mix things. It was either really good or it was really disgusting. But <laughs> a little more braver as a young soul, like, um, like yeah, I would maybe give it a try. Like for example, we tried something weird. You ever have a Seven Up in your margarita? Oh, that sounds delicious. It's actually, actually. awesome. <laughs> did not know I was. Uh, when I was out with my friend Stacy the other day, um, she, her mark, she goes, wow, it's really sparkly. And she goes, ooh, what is that? Found out the secret ingredient that they added was 7-Up. Interesting. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. But yeah, milk, Coke. I guess if you can try to think of it as a Coke float, sure. There you go. Well, folks, that does it for this edition of Put It In Your Mouth. When we come back, we're heading into the final segment of the show. It is time for This Day in History. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. you got to give me just a second while I flip the video over. <laughs> Ruh-roh, raggy. raggy oh, You know, best laid plans we talked all week about... Uh, you know, no technical issues, uh, nothing along those lines. And of course, right <laughs> as we're coming back to the show, well, my mouse died, the battery did, died. Yeah. And uh, so uh, clicking on things was a little tough. But uh, you know what? It's actually working now. Is so, it good? I was going to say, because the battery does work. Yeah. Sweet. <sighs> Glad it was just a battery issue, not a mouse issue, because you would see me popping on and off screen as I'm trying to scroll down. <laughs> Whew. But, oh, uh, no. You know, it, it's just fitting for Tony's last day here with us. Gotta have one. But, folks, this is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show, and it is the final segment of this episode on a Tuesday, January 12th. Now, if you missed a portion of the show or you want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to phoenixmedia.us, click on the show's link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video, you can get audio as well, or head over to wherever you get podcasts, whether it's Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, Doozer, Dozer, Geezer, Gozer. Are you a god? Yes. Just saved us all. While you're there, be sure to subscribe. That way, uh, you always have the latest episode. Leave a review. Let us know what you think and tell your friends. Because why, Tony? Sharing is caring. And we care so much that we like to share with you every day. A little knowledge, hopefully make you laugh at the same time. It is time for This Day in History. Reversing the globe for the stories that turn the world on its head. It's This Day in History. 
and your correspondent on the beat. Christian Phoenix. All right, kicking things off this day in 1803, the U.S. Senate approves Thomas Jefferson's nomination of James Monroe and Robert Livingstone to negotiate purchase of New Orleans from France. And it's weird to think that part of the southern United States, namely Louisiana, uh, was part of France at one point. That's crazy to think. That uh, makes uh, sense why they have some of the uh, Nordique, uh, like, uh, famous little logos and things like that. Yeah, and even their uh, accent has a French juge to it, for lack of a better term. Juge. Come on down. The Cajun. Moving on this day in 1867, Leo Tolstoy's Smert Luna Groznago. Groznago. Premieres in St. Petersburg. Of course, when I was first looking at it, it sort of looked like it said uh, Gonzo <laughs> from the Muppets. Hey, Kermit. <laughs> like my big nose, like my big beard here. <laughs> he does have quite oh, the beard. Oh, dude, he has a wicked beard. Leo, man, their beards were badass back in the day. They that just, they were. Big. Let's move on this day in 1903. Harry Houdini performs at Rembrandt Theater in Amsterdam. Um, don't know what performance or when his sort of fateful one was that ended up killing him, but, uh, you know, he was, from what I understand, quite the uh, entertainer and, and sight to see. Well, especially before his time. Well, back then when you would do illusions and magic and stuff like that, never been seen before. Yeah. So. And the he was a notorious um, debunker of psychics, too. And so he would come in and, you know, somebody who claimed psychic powers, he would go through and, and essentially debunk it. And, uh, you know, uh, people being able to speak beyond the grave and have things move. There were a lot of con artists back oh, then. Oh, back in the day. Yep. Moving on this day in 1928, only because this is a hilarious name, Philip Berry and Elmer Rice's Cock Robin premieres in New York City. Cock Robin. Cock Robin. And this dude looks creepy. Yeah, he does. Elmer Rice presents Cock Robin. Staring into my soul. Welcome to the Christian Phoenix Show. I'm your host, Christian Phoenix, along with Cock Robin. He's looking at my Cock Robin. (laughs) What? (laughs) Let's move on. This day in 1939, Timely Comics, later Marvel, founded by American publisher Martin Goodman in New York. And, of course, the picture they put up is Stan Lee. Stan Lee. It has nothing to do with it. Isn't that funny? The the TC universe tc timely that would have been weird yeah Yeah. marvel's such a better name of course stanley is who put them on the map but of course he wasn't the founder which a lot of people thought he was yeah he's just the creative leader exactly let's move on this day in 1951 hello ezra charles tko's lee oma in 10 for the heavyweight boxing title and looking at this picture he looks like a guy you would not want to mess with Oh, absolutely not. Very, you just walk the other way. Exactly. Yeah. Let's move ahead to 1957. Southern Christian Leadership Council founded with Martin Luther King Jr. as leader at Ebenezer Church in Atlanta. He went out to do a few big things. Yeah, just a couple. I mean, there might be a holiday in his name coming up on Monday. I'm just, just, yeah, might, yeah. just might be. Yeah. <laughs> he was a big deal. Big deal. This day in 1959, American record company Motown is founded by Barry Gordy Jr. as Tamla Records. Fun fact, I actually uh, met him once when I was working for Mercedes. Wow. Super nice guy. That's Super awesome. Super nice. Moving on this day in 1962, Operation Ranch Hand begins, a U.S. Air Force operation to spray South Vietnamese forests 
with defoliants such as Agent Orange, which uh, we all know now is a terrible, terrible chemical. In fact, my uh, parents have a neighbor who just passed passed away from cancer complications from his time in Vietnam and being exposed to Agent Orange. Yeah, my uh, grandpa Charlie, he had he has some effects from Agent Orange from back then too. Oh, yeah, so sad. Crazy. In happier news, this day in 1964, <laughs> the 14th NFL Pro Bowl at the L- L.A. Memorial Coliseum. Western Conference beats the Eastern Conference 31-17. to The MVP, Johnny Unitas from the Baltimore Colts and Gino Marchetti from the Baltimore Court- Colts defensive end. Oh, there you go. Good old Johnny Unitas. Johnny U, baby. This one, just because it's fun to say, this day in 1965, Hullabaloo premieres on NBC TV. Couldn't tell you what it was about, but it's just fun to say. Hullabaloo. <laughs> Here's one that, uh, ooh, I even have a sound effect for. Batman. This day in 1966, Batman, starring Adam West as Batman, Burt Ward as Robin, and Cesar Romero as the Joker, debuts on ABC. Picture of uh, Cesar Romero out of his makeup. And a fun little fact there is Cesar Romero refused to shave his mustache for that role. So if you look really closely under all the white makeup, he actually painted his mustache white. Really? He did. Hmm. (laughs) All right, let's move on. Boring, 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 boring. Here's just a fun one to say. This day in 1980, Bjorn Borg of Sweden wins his first of two season-ending ATP Masters Grand Prix. Bjorn Borg. Bjorn Borg. Bjorn, Bjorn, Borgi, Borg. <laughs> All right. And then finally, this day in 1992, AFC Championship at Rich Stadium Orchard Park, New York. Buffalo Bills sadly beat the Denver Broncos 10 to 7. Well, that's uh, when the Bills were really good, too. Like, and that's a bummer because uh, it kind of slowed up our runs because we were making a lot of uh, Super Bowl appearances. And then, yeah, that was the yeah. end of that one. And of course, the Bills are moving on to the next round uh, here this season. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do. Absolutely. Well, we've got quite a few of them. So let's run down some of today's holidays, shall we? Yep. There's just so many. Yeah. For instance, today is Curry Chicken Day. No thanks, I don't like curry. Yeah, it's not the greatest. It's all right. Yeah, I, 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 I can't <gasps> do the flavor. I don't mind the spiciness. <sighs> just can't do the flavor. It is Feast of Fabulous Wild Men Day. Okay. Whatever that <laughs> not means. Not celebrating that, but uh, whatever. Here's one I am definitely celebrating: International Kiss a Ginger Day. Oh yeah, you are you are definitely doing that. I am not uh, unless I meet a random uh, ginger at the airport. <laughs> <laughs> My fiance is a beautiful ginger, and so I will certainly be observing that holiday. Here's one that you've already observed, Tony. It's National Hot Tea Day. Yes, I have had my hot tea for the day, and I'm ready to go. It is National Marzipan Day. Okay. <laughs> National Poetry at Work Day. Uh, you should be doing your work, not reading poetry. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. To be or not to be. Today is National Shop for Travel Day, which technically you could do. Cause yeah, I will be uh, traveling, so I may shop while I travel. <laughs> it is National Pharmacist Day. Mm. Get those meds, folks, and thank your pharmacist while yeah. you're out. Good job, Jen. It is stick to your New Year's resolution day, which uh, I think everybody needs a good reminder about 12 days in, right? Yeah, 12 days. You got to remember, be kind, rewind. (laughs) And finally, it is 
work harder day, which uh, I think many people could stand to do. Yeah, absolutely. Well, folks, that does it for today's Tuesday episode. As I mentioned, we are running a replay, a best of tomorrow, but we will be back on Thursday with an all new episode. So folks, enjoy your Tuesday. Enjoy your Wednesday. We'll see you all on Thursday. Later. Thank you.